It's time, brethren. It's time. Our text this morning is Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing upon us this day. May we hear your words. May we be encouraged. May you give us the power by the Spirit to do your word. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Several years ago, I preached in a Dutch Reformed church in a tiny town, Layton, Iowa, population 1,000. They have one main street, no street lights, with a small library, bank, and a gas station. But when the worship service started, the church was full, the pipe organ was primed, and everyone knew it was time to roll. And the worship service was off and running at a breakneck speed with robust execution. This morning, in Mark chapter 1, we'll see that with the coming of the Christ and the preparation of John the baptizer, it's time to roll. Time to roll. Go to open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 14. And again, as is the habit of Mark writing his gospel, it's moving at a breakneck speed. It's, it's heading for the cross and resurrection. And it says there, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now at this point in time, Jesus has been baptized. And remember that baptism is anointing, setting apart for an office. Jesus is set apart in his office as a priest and king and prophet. He goes out for 40 days and 40 nights and makes war on the devil and beats him down like a cheap snare drum. And he emerges out of the wilderness triumphantly. And now he begins his ministry. And at this point in time, John the baptizer has been arrested by Herod Antipas, whom John had called out for adultery and marrying his niece. John spoke boldly to Herod. This is one of the sons of Herod the Great. You see, what he'd done is his brother's wife and he conspired together. And while their spouses were out of town, they divorced them and they married each other. And John called it out boldly to Herod's face. And so Herod had him put into prison. Eventually, his wife is going to work the machinations to have John himself beheaded. We read these words in Mark chapter 6 and verse 17. For Herod himself had sent and had John arrested, bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, because he had married her. And this all happens in the providential timing of God. Because now John the Baptist has run before the coming of Messiah, and now Jesus the Messiah has arrived upon the scene and now it's Jesus' time, and the ministry of John the Baptist is being subsumed up into the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is what it says literally in our text here in the Greek. The time, it has been fulfilled. The time, it has been fulfilled. The kingdom's right here at the door. The Messiah has arrived. Repent and prepare for the kingdom. Now, you'll notice here that the words of Jesus are a little bit different than the words of John. Now, John said this in Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Notice what Jesus here says. He says, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel, the announcement of the reign and rule of the Christ. Believe the gospel. Repent. 
Turn from your sins and believe the announcement of the reign and rule of Messiah. And now Jesus fulfills John's ministry by subsuming it up, repent and believe the gospel. Verse 16, passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Now Jesus has now come to Capernaum. Kapar Nahum, the town of Nahum the prophet. Capernaum, it's a major fishing town on the Sea of Galilee. It's about 2,000 people at this time when Jesus arrives there. It's a major fishing port. It's filled with Jesus' early disciples who are fishermen. Jesus is going to headquarter his Galilean ministry out of the town of Capernaum. And notice here, we've got these men. They're fishermen. These men were primed for the definite coming of Jesus. They know Jesus already. They've been with Jesus down at the Jordan River. How do we know this? Because we're told so in John chapter 1. In verse 35 of John 1, it says, Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? And they said, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him that day was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas or Cephas, which translated means Peter. So already, these men who are going to meet Jesus at the seashore, these fishermen who are engaging in their regular employments, they know Jesus. And in fact, in the case with Simon Peter, he's already received a new name. Simon has now become the rock, the Petros. He's the rock. Jesus has already called him out, given him a new name, which means a new resurrected way of living. Now, Jesus had met with them. He had to attend to some affairs. And now his ministry begins, and he seeks out his first followers. Now, these men are fishing. And if any of you have been to Israel or know how cast netting works, they would have likely had a round net. It would have had stones attached around the edges of it or metal balls. And then you've got a rope on the end that connects in the middle. And you take this net and you fold it up carefully and you throw it out. It spreads out. And then as you pull it in, all these heavy metal and rocks then enclose the fish within. And you pull them in and you gather the net up and you gather the fish either onto the shore or onto your boat. And that's what they're doing here. This is their way of life. This is what they do. It's what they know. Going on to verse 17. And Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Jesus gives them a once in a lifetime opportunity. For it's time to roll. The command is given across this age. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now the idea of being fishers of men is embedded in Judaism. It was a sign of the end of exile and restoration. When these men on the seashore heard these words 
and they're looking at the Christ and they're thinking in terms of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, it's not an unknown concept, this idea of being fishers of men. With the exile and Israel carried off into captivity in Assyria and in Babylon, there's a promise that God's going to gather his people back. He's going to bring them back from exile, but how so? Jeremiah 16, verse 16. Behold, I am sending for many fishers, declares the Lord, and they shall catch them. And afterward, I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the clefts of rocks. At the end of exile, God is going to send forth emissaries. He's going to send forth prophets and people to gather his people from exile like fishermen gathering in the fish. Now when the temple was sending out refreshing waters to the ends of the earth in the great vision of Ezekiel in chapter 47, what do we see there? We see the Holy of Holies. And out of the Holy of Holies comes this trickle of water. And it's going down through the middle of the temple. And it's heading out the door of the temple. Now, if you open the door of the temple, what do you see? The temple is facing to the east, facing to the east, facing out to the nations, to the Gentile nations. The open doors of the temple are saying to the nations, come in and learn about the true and living God. And then that water turns into a big creek. And then it turns into a big river. And it flows down into the Jordan River out to the east. And then it heads south down the Jordan River itself and turns the Jordan River into a roaring torrent of fresh, living water. And then that water goes down into the Dead Sea where nothing can live. And it makes everything live there. It brings fish alive and animals alive and trees along the shore. It makes the Dead Sea live. And then we read these words in Ezekiel 47 and verse 10. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From En Gedi to Englaim, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. You think that Ezekiel's talking about, hey man, at the end of this age when Messiah comes, there's going to be really good fishing down at the Dead Sea. Is that what it's all about? Now notice, fishers of men are already going out and gathering the Israelites, gathering the lost Jews, these exiles, and now the vision is expanded in Ezekiel chapter 47. Now it's going to be gathering in from the ends of the earth. God's going to send his fishermen out to gather the Gentiles as well. He's going to fish the world and gather in the harvest. Going on to verse 18, back in Mark chapter 1. So the call goes out. Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately, verse 18, they left their nets and followed him. The time is nigh, and it's time to roll. So they leave their nets. They leave behind everything and follow Jesus. As we'll see in a moment here, they had a lot to lose. They had generational wealth. They had a career. They had family that had lived in this place, but they follow after Jesus. Friends, the time is nigh for you as well, and it's time to roll. At the end of your days, nothing matters more than following Jesus. Will you be fishers of men? Will you be fishers of men? Someday you'll stand in heaven, awaiting coming to earth again in our new bodies at the end of this age. But will you look back a thousand years from now and wish you'd fished a little harder? Will you look back and wish you'd fished at all? 
Friends, our lives may seem long. For you young people, you're waiting for this year to end. You can't wait for your birthday to come up. You can't wait for Christmas to come again. But believe me, once you get over the hump of the midsection of your life, it goes fast. Will you look back and say, that was a life well lived? Will you say that I was a fisher of men? The time is nigh, brethren, going on to verse 19. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat, mending their nets. They'd been with John, too, when they met Jesus at the Jordan. They were in their boats, mending their nets, waiting for Jesus, and now it's time to roll. We've been waiting in our boats as well, mending our nets during these days of chaos, brethren, and it's time to roll. Now, am I saying that every one of you has to go down and stand on a street corner and preach? No. Am I saying that each of you has to go down into the grocery store and look for opportunities to preach at people over in the aisle where you can buy tortillas? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying when God calls you to open up your mouth and preach the gospel, that you do it. Students, many of you at Christian schools and colleges, when no one's around, your classmates will scoff at the faith. Open up your mouths and preach the gospel. It's time to roll. Business owners, Sometimes high-powered executives will confess to you in a moment ordained by God that they find little meaning in life. Fight your fear and preach the gospel. It's time to roll. Going on to verse 20 in Mark chapter 1. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and they followed him. Notice the family and the wealth the father and the hired servants. You know, we've got this idea from old-timey Sunday school that these were peasant fishermen, that they were destitute, and they had little dinghies that they went around. No, these are people that have wealth. These are people that are of a merchant class. These are people of an emerging middle class, as it were. They have boats. They have hired servants. They have family wealth that they've gathered in this place for some time. They were not poverty-stricken fishermen, they had a lot to lose, but it's time to roll. Now, notice something here as well. Their father Zebedee. When Jesus comes along and says, follow me, do you notice any sort of comeback from their father? Do you, do you see their father say, but, but, but boys, we've, we've gathered wealth here. We've got this generation-long Zebedee and Sons fishing expedition. We've got this merchant business that we've started. We've got family here. You can't go. There's nothing recorded like that. In fact, the tradition of the church says Zebedee became a Christian. Friends, you should strive to be a father and a mother like that when your children are called to go do something difficult for the kingdom. Let us not hold them back, but let us see them go with our blessing. Friends, we have family and wealth and the kingdom's here, it's time to roll. Do you believe that Jesus has called you to be fishers of men? Do you believe it? Can I hear an amen to that? It's time to roll. Do you believe Jesus has given you the nets, the tackle, and the knowledge to be fishers of men? It's time to roll. Do you believe Jesus has uniquely placed us here at King's Cross in this time, being unwoke and unflinching on the scriptures and worshiping with biblical elan to be fishers of men, that it's time to roll. Going on vacation when I was a kid often seemed a nightmare because my dad was meticulous when it came to packing the van. 
We were always supposed to roll out sometime before sundown, but my dad would pack and repack the van, carefully placing suitcases under seats and arranging steamer trunks between the rows. Exhausted, we'd all head out to the van in the gloaming light of the rising sun, 12 hours late, but it was time to roll. Unlike going on vacation with my dad, Jesus had the timing of everything under control. When Jesus first met his fishermen disciples, they had little idea that they'd been prepared by life for the ministry that Jesus was calling them to. They went home to Capernaum and waited for Jesus to call and roll out. And when the time came, they packed up their old nets and rolled out new ones for their new calling as fishers of men. This morning in Mark chapter 1, we've seen that it's time to roll. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to be fishers of men. Teach us, lead us, and guide us in how we do that in our individual lives. But I pray that we would be fruitful in this endeavor in our time and place. Bless us from the least of us to the greatest of us to be fishers of men. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 